Hi, I'm Shay, and welcome to Kombucha and Color. Kombucha and Color is a weekly podcast hosted by me, Shay Dyer, a yoga teacher and creative graphic designer, and Anna Marsh, a functional medicine practitioner and women's health coach with a love of all things health and fitness. This podcast is here to inspire women to embrace health and live life bright. You can find more about me, Shay, at shaydyer.com. You can find out more about me, Anna, at annamarshnutrition.co.uk. And each week we will be bringing you inspiring content for a healthier and happier mind, body, heart, and soul. Hi, it's Anna. Ever since I was a child, I wanted to study the power that food can have on our health. When I started practicing as a nutritional therapist a decade ago, I realized that what is just as important is the relationship that we have with food. This is very often a mirror for the relationship we have with ourselves. Through my own personal journey and health challenges, I was forced to dig deeper and understand things that go beyond just our physical bodies. I learned the importance of working with the whole person to create a balanced body, mind, heart, and soul. I'm now passionate about using my diverse toolbox to help women slow down, take better care of themselves, and ultimately cultivate a life which is a reflection of self-love. If you feel like this is speaking to you, I created a 43-page guide nine steps to love, nourish, and connect with your body to create an energized life with a happy heart and soul. You can download it for free and join my Grounded Goddess community for even more inspiration by visiting groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps. That's groundedgoddess.co.uk forward slash nine, the number, hyphen steps, S-T-E-P-S. I'm looking forward to seeing you in the community. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Kombucha and Color, and especially welcome if this is your first episode joining us. My name's Shay, and as always, I have the lovely Anna with me today. How are you, Anna? That's a very loaded question. (laughs) I've I've been having actually a really bad day, so I'm not even going to pretend. It's been a horrible, overwhelming, yucky day. Welcome to our podcast. On the <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's like a perfect way to start because like authenticity is like where it's at for us on the show. And it's like so often we, in our everyday language and the way that we interact with people, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. I'm good. How's everything? Oh, great, great, great. And we kind of put this bandaid on how we are really actually feeling in the moment, which I think is not helpful. But obviously it has to be in a safe, supported space where you can really let people know how you're feeling because it's a piece of vulnerability to let people know that actually I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed or actually I'm feeling a little bit low or whatever's going on for you. So I always feel like there's a lot going on for me. I think I have a very, very busy brain and I think a lot about stuff very deeply. So when people ask me like, how are you? I'm like, do you really want to know? <laughs> Let's, let's not open the Pandora's box. Because <laughs> like, how long have you got? Because you could be here a while. <laughs> I think that's common. I think everybody has busy brain, you know, busy brain and like overthinking and like just being so much in our heads and not enough in our bodies. And that's actually what I wanted to kind of 
talk about today. Today, we're just having another little catch-up episode. We were supposed to, well, hashtag supposed to, talk about this book that I've been reading called The Source, but I said to Anna, I actually haven't had any time to prepare anything of substance from that book. So we're just going to have a little catch-up. And what I wanted to talk about lately is my little journey that I've had with cervical or precancerous cervical um cervical results and it just also is about how when we suddenly have something that is imbalanced in the body or we've got some pain or some trigger how that automatically brings us fully into the body because suddenly then we are tuned in and it often it takes an injury or something to bring us into a place where we are actually observing the body and how am I feeling? How is this doing? How is it as opposed to being up in our heads all the time, which I'm not saying injury and, and pain and these kinds of things are good for us, but sometimes it's the body saying no and the body saying like, whoa, slow down, focus on this. Like this is a gift and opportunity for you to inquire as to what needs to be shifted, what needs to be changed, what needs to be let go of in order for you to have a better experience of life. So go for it, dive so straight in. <laughs> yeah, so I think um, we don't really have any, any any through plot for this this podcast, but I'll just share my experience of going for a pap smear, which I had a, a pamphlet come into the door and it said, you are due for pap smear and maybe you should do this. And I was like, oh, you know, I actually haven't been for a while. Although it's always something that's like, oh, I don't really feel like doing this. And there's a little bit of like anxiety and fear around going in for any kind of treatment or test results like that. So anyway, I went in, had the pap smear, and then it came back with abnormal results. So I thought, okay, well, this is something new. Like, let's just take a breather. And the recommendation was to go for a colposcopy. And so I went in for a colposcopy where they do a scraping of the cervix and they remove some cells and they send it off for biopsy. And the results for this were four weeks. And I got a letter back through the, in the mail and said, you've got CIN3, which there's three different stages of abnormality. There's CIN1, CIN2, and CIN3, and then it goes to cancer. And mine was CIN3, which is like this third stage right before, right before cancer. And they had booked me in immediately for a loop excision treatment, which is basically this procedure where they cauterize or kind of burn off cells in the cervix to remove the precancerous cells in the body. And I, obviously when I got this, I was a bit overwhelmed because it, I hadn't really ever connected myself and my body and my thinking to, oh, I'm someone who's you know predisposed to cancer or anything like that. It was completely removed from my realm of, of thinking, which I think nobody ever really like thinks they're going to be susceptible to cancer unless maybe there's cancer in the family or it's some kind of genetic thing where it's on the back of their mind. But I, to be honest, I put it off first because I was running a marathon in October and I was like, you know, I'm actually like not going to do this now because it might affect my training and I'm just going to like delay it. And anyway, then I finished my marathon and I thought, okay, it's actually time for me to do this thing. Even though I had some resistance to doing it because there was a lot of fear about how it's going to impact our ability to have kids and to fall pregnant. And there is a risk of um, preterm labor with having this procedure done because of the effect that it has on the cervix. And sometimes it can just make the cervix a little bit more, I'm putting in air quotes, incompetent because um, that is like some of the common language that's used to describe um, cervixes that can't hold full-term labor. And genetically, my mom had 
quotes unquote incompetent cervix. Um, and this is why I'm putting it like in air quotes, even though you can't see me, but the language that we use around women's bodies is so important. And I don't know what a better phrasing for incompetent cervix is, but by using that language, it kind of like debilitates the woman's body in some way. So it's just, I, I need to kind of think about what a better way to phrase that is. But my mom was three months, I was three months premature um, because of this incompetent cervix thing. And so I've also had that in the back of my head, maybe this is something that's genetic. And now having this loop procedure where they say the risk is increased of having this preterm pregnancy and you have to sign all the stuff that says you're aware of this um, risk and it's you know part of what, what happens. And so anyway, I went in for this procedure last week, Thursday, and yeah, it's been amazing how it's put me again so much more back into my body. And this is this thing that I was talking about at the beginning of suddenly we have this injury or we have this um, feeling that the body is not well in some way and it brings us fully back into the body. And for so many years, I mean, I've been practicing yoga for years now and I've always, you know, heard and read and on my teacher trainings and all the things that we've done, you know, if you're inverting, you mustn't be on your, pre you mustn't be pregnant, you mustn't be having your period, or you mustn't be any of these kinds of things where the energy of the body is moving down and out. This apana energy is downward and outflow. And I've always kind of thought, you know, that's something that I um, teach. And I always say, you know, if you're menstruating, don't come upside down. If you're pregnant, don't come upside down. And I've always just kind of pushed through that in my own body. Oh, don't, I don't really feel like this is really affecting me. I'm just going to come into inversion practice. And now, just with where I am now in my understanding of energy and my understanding of the body, and it just completely, it feels completely unintuitive to be in any kind of inversion practice for myself right now. And even in class last night, when I was offering a shoulder stand, I was like, I'm actually not going to demonstrate this. So can I please bring somebody up? I'm going to show you how to get into shoulder stand, which is a position where the pelvis is above the heart. And for me, that just feels completely like my body does not want to do that right now. And partly it is from having this treatment that is cauterizing these cells and my body's in this healing process and I don't want anything that is kind of being cauterized off or is left there going back up into my body so it's been a very interesting thing for me again to draw deeper into my body and it's made me reflect and think okay well actually when I'm menstruating when I'm having my period like I don't actually want to be doing inversions because it's it's not as extreme as having some kind of cauterization, but it is that same energetic flow out and down. And why would I want to be counterintuitive to that? So it's given me a new understanding of being in the body. And I know for you for certainly over this past while of having your healing adventures, like this being back in the body, like actually tuning into the body. How am I feeling? How am I doing? What's contributing to this? What's making me feel good? What's making me feel not so good? So yeah, it comes down to slowing down and tuning inwards. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think I've had so much. One thing that's come up for, for me on this like whole journey that I've been on with the cervical stuff and so many women who as I've shared on Instagram and social media like so many women have reached out to me and they've said you know they've had something similar or they've been through something and they've had colposcopy or they've had this loop excision treatment and it's just been re really reassuring to know that number one you're not alone and number two like women need to be talking about this more like there's such a lack of 
just being able to openly, honestly share about what's going on for you because it gives that ability of somebody else to share their story and be vulnerable too, because it does put you into this state of being faced with your own mortality. I know that's kind of like quite like a loaded thing, but it's like, wow, you have to really accept like the limitations of your body, which is like, wow, it's like, you know, the life does not go on forever, which I think is, is a hard thing to look straight in the face when, when you're kind of faced with all that. And I shared something on Instagram a little while ago about when I was waiting to go into this procedure and I had written this Instagram post and it was just really honestly how I was feeling in the moment, which was really a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety, a lot of stress, a lot of like just feeling so scared about what this process was going to be and what it was going to reveal and um, just the process in general about this invasion into my body and and this really like, yeah, it's so invasive. Um, and I was sitting in the car and Warren was sitting next to me and I was like, you know, I really need to post this now. It's something that it's on, sitting on my heart and I need to get it off my chest. And he said to me, well, why don't you just say it to me? And I was like, no, it's actually, it's easier to say this to 13,000 strangers on Instagram, even though I don't necessarily consider everyone on Instagram a stranger. Like it feels like, especially after this, it feels like everyone's just this really loving like community and family and friends. But that's the thing with, with vulnerability for me to turn to Warren, who's someone so close to me and look him straight in the eye and be like, I'm actually terrified. I'm actually really scared. It's like, it's really challenging, really, really hard because we put on this front of like, everything is cool. Everything's fine. Everything's brave. And as we were saying in the beginning, like, how are you doing? Oh, all good. Everything's fine. It's great. Like everything's, it's easy. Whereas like, actually what's real, what I'm really feeling is like terrified. I'm scared. So that was an interesting, interesting journey in itself of, of just, you know, being vulnerable and being seen in a place that is not this like, super bravado persona and just letting myself be seen and that that scaredness so yeah yeah. it's it's super hard and I can resonate with so much of that um you know if you didn't know (laughs) this year has been super challenging for me and obviously with the the health challenges that I've experienced and I mean you talked about um coming back to the body and yeah I think that like I feel like I'm constantly tuning into my body every single day because I've been learning to ask myself these questions about, is there pain today? What's my energy like today? So that I can make choices about what I do or don't do, what I say yes to, what I say no to based on what my body is feeling. But recently I froze my gym membership about six months ago, seven months ago now. I could only freeze it for six months. And so it was reinstated. So I thought, okay, let me just try and and let me see if I can go back to the gym and obviously doing so little compared to what I was doing before, like what I call like baby workouts. Um, and like Shay regular workout. <laughs> no, no, this is like super, super baby. Like even this is like 80 year olds going to the gym after like cardiac surgery kind of workouts. <laughs> um, great visual. That's yeah, it's my, my granny workouts. Each week we get incredible feedback about our episodes of Kombucha and Color. We know our show is touching, inspiring, and helping hundreds of women, and we would like to reach even more. Can you help? 
You can help other women find the inspiration that you have found if you head over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review. If you screenshot your review and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna, Shay, or Kombucha and Color, we'll send you a wonderful, restful yoga nidra practice to download so you can find some peace and calm in your day or a better night's sleep at night. Additionally, everyone who enters and leaves a review and shares it on Instagram will be put into a lucky prize draw to win a copy of my Beat the Bloat guide and Shay's yoga guide. You can love your body from the inside out with 174 pages, including over a hundred pages of recipes, which walk you through my 28 day digestive reset process. This is perfect if you want to reset your body, address any unwanted health symptoms, or support your skin, hormones, energy, and digestion. Shay's 173-page yoga guide includes 116 pages of detailed pose analysis. It will give you all the tools you need to teach yourself yoga so you can sequence, practice, and flow safely in your very own home. Remember, all you need to do is go to iTunes, leave a five-star review, screenshot the review, and share it on Instagram stories or your Instagram feed tagging myself, Anna underscore Marsh underscore Nutrition, Shay at Indie Yoga Life, or Kombucha and Color, Kombucha underscore and underscore Color. Head on over and do that right now before you forget, and then your yoga nidra practice will be on its way. Going back there was really, really strange for me because it it had been this place that I stepped out of as one person and I stepped back into as a completely different person who had had this entire journey and, and changed internally so much. But it was like a time warp because a regular gym goers already get this is that there were the same people showing up the same time that they'd probably been showing up for the past six months, doing the same thing, looking exactly the same, the whole energy environment, people, everything was the same, but I was different. And therefore this um, energetic interface between myself and that environment just felt totally weird and very, very vulnerable actually. And I wrote a blog post where I reflected on this journey. I reflected on these changes and I reflected on on, on going back to the gym and it was quite a vulnerable post. And I still, I don't know if you get this shape, but I still get these like vulnerability hangovers where I like a share and I'm like, Oh, maybe that was too much. But anyway, so I shared this post and one of the things we spoke about in the post was this um, inherent belief that I have about being strong. And if you're, you're more worthy, if well, at least in my model of the world, like I'm more worthy if I am strong and, you know, vulnerability is weak. And that's been a huge sort of underlying guiding belief system in some of the choices that I've made in my life. And, you know, stepping away from this ability to make my body strong because I had to was a very scary thing to do asking for help. And as you say, like with, with Warren, when you just actually needed to be there with him and tell him what you were going through, that's, it's very vulnerable. And 
through a certain lens, it could be perceived as courage. And I guess in a, in a very self-critical lens, it could be perceived as weakness. And so I wrote a whole blog about this experience. And then one of my clients commented on the blog and she said, well, you know, like, you know, this is like, you know, look how vulnerable you've been here to share this piece of writing. And I said exactly the same thing as you. I said, so easy for me to just write what's on my heart and share it to a whole bunch of people than to, you know, like sit in front of, um, you know, my, sit with my closest friends and, and really share it as well. I think that's so true. And it's like, that's why therapy works. That's why you can be with a room of strangers or someone that doesn't have any kind of emotional attachment to you because when we share with people who are kind of distanced from us or disconnected from us in some way or don't have unnecessarily the emotional connect or I don't know what the word is but there's no there's nothing for them to gain and we have nothing to lose when we are sharing in that space whereas when we're sharing with people who are close to us there's you know, they can use that kind of to have something over us or we can lose something of ourselves when we share like that. But it really is about stripping back the personality, the ego, the mind and finding out what's beneath all of that, which is the scary part because who am I without this veneer, without this feeling to be strong, without this, you know, where does my worth come from? Yeah, I think those are just some really, really big questions that I've been diving into. And it's painful work to do, like to really start to look at all these like traits that we have and these behaviors which we've created. And they're so sneaky. They hide in the corners. And just as you think that you've um, sort of worked through one thing, there's, there's just another thing, right? And it's it's the journey is um, endless. And actually, there's a song I've been playing in my yoga classes and we had one of those magical yoga moments and you talk about the yoga as the magic show. I was teaching a class on Sunday and every now and again in my classes, we'll just take a moment to like stand and just pause and close our eyes and just reconnect after doing some flow. And I couldn't have timed it better if I tried, but there was this point in the class where we just came to standing and closed our eyes and just went still. And the lyrics of the song went like the meaning of life is the journey. It is to be here and now. And it was exactly at that moment when we paused that this little message came through. Mm. And that's what it really is, is it's like there are all these layers, there's all this ickiness, there's all this beauty as well. And really it's just about like our ability to be with all of it and go on this incredible journey in life. And there's nowhere to get to. And it's more about the quality of our experiences now than doing all this stuff and then waiting for the quality to come in the future. Mm-hmm. Something that you're saying resonates with me so much because I've been on this own, my own like struggle, I guess struggle challenges, maybe the wrong thing, but I've been in this place of like, I need to be seeking. I need to be seeking to get to the next thing, the next thing, the next like little piece of enlightenment, the next little piece of this, the next little piece of like expansion. Like this is like the seeking thing. And I've been having a lot of challenge with it personally. And I messaged Colleen, who's the energy healer we've had on the show many, many times, or twice actually, once. Once, but we talk once. about it all the we time. We talk about it all the time. Anyway. <laughs> and I was messaging her saying, look, this is how I'm feeling like, 
like, you know, I'm feeling like this kind of scrambling feeling of like must get to the next thing, the next thing. And she replied and she said to me, she was like, there are no goals in our spiritual practice. And it just like hit me right in the heart. I was like, wow, there's truth to that. Because when we come onto the spiritual path, we can start to become a little bit like seeky. Seeker, grabby seeker. hands yeah grabby hands our like, inner achiever takes over yeah and whoa, it's whoa, like whoa. yeah and it's like oh i must get to this i must get to this it's like the next level the next level the next level and she was like there are no goals here and i just had this image of of when she said that to me i was like i had this image of us being just on a field playing like a soccer game and we're just passing the ball between each other and there's no goalposts but we all I feel a cartoon game. coming on. No, I know. I've already visualized it in my head as a cartoon, <laughs> but I fucking lost all of my Procreate graphics. Anyway, inside story. But anyway, I've lost all my images. <laughs> like I deleted my app and it's like deleted everything. But anyway, I have this image in my head of us just being on the field, playing and passing the ball between each other and just working out the challenges, working when something's coming to, you know, attack us not in a not in a way that is aggressive but just we have these attacks that come at us from being on the field and it's just about yeah we're just here to play the game and it's it's about being present this is the spiritual practice the spiritual growth is here now it's not when we get to kick the ball into the goal because the goals don't exist yeah. I've been doing the desire map process with uh, is it Danielle Laporte. It's like a book that you can get. And, and her whole thing is about um, getting in touch with your core desired feelings and being able to generate this experience each day of, of how we want to feel. And actually, I've been writing a lot of blogs recently, but I wrote a blog about this because um, I've also recently been doing some cold water swimming. So I've been going down to the beach at sunrise and I do like a five minute immersion while the sun comes up in this freezing cold water. And I go down there with like my fluffy boots and my little hot water bottle and my little thing of tea. And it's just this most incredibly invigorating process. And a lot of people, like I've shared a few videos and stuff on social media, and a lot of people are like, oh, you're crazy. I can't believe you do that. Isn't it cold? And I'm like, yeah, maybe it's a bit crazy. Maybe it is a bit cold, but it's so in tune with how I want to feel in my life, which is this like invigoration, this like awesomeness of just like watching the sun come up, this connection to the ocean, this aliveness, this being outdoors. There's so many elements of that practice for me, which are very much linked to how I want to feel in life. And it's such a, it's such a pull for me to do that as opposed to being something that I have to push and make myself do. And very often in life, we're pushing through to get to an outcome so we can feel a certain way. And what I'm tuning into more and more is how do I want to feel and how do I create those feelings for myself each day and then let the opportunities unfold. And that doesn't necessarily mean I'm goalless. I think having healthy goals is important, but really just being more heart-led, more open, more expansive to the possibilities that are out there instead of like thinking that there is this very, very predefined step. And I think you even say on the advert, we run on this podcast about how you change your matrix of success mm. and to this, have I moved today? Have I breathed today? Have I created today? Because of how those things make you feel. Mm. And it's exactly the same thing. Um, and I was like, really get it now. I really get why Shay runs that ad. <laughs> 
Yeah, but, it, but it's, it's a lot of work because society and everything tells us that in order to feel a certain way, we have to do the certain things. But it's more about like, yeah, changing that whole mindset shift. And, and it's all about some other person's predefined metrics of success, like mm. about what success looks like. It's like having you know, the fat bank account, the nice house, the nice car, the two and a half children and the dog and the white picket fence. Whereas actually we are free to create our own definition of what success means to us. Mm-hmm. Something that I've just done. So I see a private client before this and she's 18 years old and she's got cerebral palsy. And we've, today I was looking, it was right before Christmas. And I was just saying, what gift do you want to give yourself for Christmas? And what gift I'm talking about, like an affirmation or something that you want to give to yourself or let yourself feel this Christmas for yourself. And we asked her to pick two. And one of the things that she said, and I said, well, I'll give you my example. And I said, I want to feel and I want to gift myself love and courage. And so we had one hand on our heart representing love and the other hand on our heart representing courage. And she decided also, she's like straight away, I mean, kids know this people we we all know this actually but as we get older and more shit laid on top of our being we lose it but she's like love always comes first and I was like yeah that's exactly that's truth like love always comes first and so we had this practice of one hand being love on top of our heart and I had courage as my next hand and she had luck as her next hand And we just sat with this feeling of love, one hand, and whatever else we chose on top of that to lay over our chest and take a few breaths and gift that to yourself, that feeling, because the feeling is something that we can cultivate irrespective of the external environment. And that is something that the source book talks about, which I'll prepare for next week. (laughs) But it's about being able to, and I mean, so much of Joe Dispenza's work as well is like being able to cultivate that elevated emotion, that feeling that we're wishing in spite of what is showing up in your external environment. And that can be super challenging if our external environment is showing up with pain or fear or some kind of imbalance in the body or our world that's, you know, kind of in tumultuous state. But can we come back to just being still and finding that feeling within ourselves first? So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I would say that the Joe Dispenser stuff is is work that I've done a lot and I still do find it hard because there's days like today where I'm like, I'm, I'm so far away from my core design feelings that I'm almost, it's all too hard to sit down and then to generate those feelings. And it's almost like there's like a little stroppy toddler inside of you. who's like, no, I'm just happy feeling these icky feelings. It's too much energy to try and create those nice feelings. And, and that still happens from time to time. And it's that spiritual discipline where eventually we have to kind of create mind conditions, which are bigger than our life conditions and, and just show up and do the work. And I think also it's important in those times when we're feeling low and icky and things are just feeling overwhelming is to just sit down and feel those things. Because mm-hmm. when we try and put this bandaid of like, I'm just going to be like high vibe and feel amazing and love and all these like peaceful feelings and invigoration, like that's when it's so far removed. It's like, it's too much to try and get mm-hmm. there. You're trying to take five steps up the ladder, but actually when we sit and feel 
how does overwhelm feel in my body? When we can really sit and observe it, that's when it starts to leave the body. But we have to give it the space in order to be able to, for it to be seen. Um, yeah. And when we think about the fears and things that we have, like when we can really look at it and speak it out loud, like, you know, me sitting in the car, turning to Warren and going, I'm actually fucking terrified right now. Suddenly that like feeling of like fear is not in me anymore because I've exposed it, I've let it be seen and it's softened slightly, but it's having the courage for it to actually be present with you and to speak it out loud and to mm. you know sit with it. And that's the challenge. That was a lesson I think that yin yoga taught me. Uh, so, uh, so when was the first time I did yin yoga? It was like 2014. And obviously yoga works not only on the physical body, it works on the emotional, energetic body as well. And often when you're forced to sit still, in a specific position and there is some sort of emotion which is rising up in you, the temptation can be to move away or distract from it. But with yin, the resolve is to become still in your posture. And I kind of learned very early on that whatever was coming up for me, if I gave it permission to, I was like, okay, you have my permission to be as, as as bad as you can get. So if there was anxiety or frustration or worry, I'd just be like, you know, show me what you got kind of thing. Like just, and I noticed as soon as I gave it permission to be there and also to magnify in intensity, if that was what it needed to do, it was like, ah, I can go now. And that's one of the reasons why I still think yin yoga is the most amazing practice. Mm. What's interesting is that sometimes when I teach meditation, I'll say to people that if you're feeling like this niggle or this wiggle to move, say like your hip is suddenly feeling like, oh my gosh, I need to move, I need to move, I need to move. There's pain or there's like some kind of uncomfortable sensation. Obviously, if there's super extreme pain and a sharp shooting, like adjust your body. But if it's just like the sensation of discomfort, when we can fully bring our full feeling and attention to that discomfort, it starts to dissipate and the quality of it starts to shift because it's no longer this thing that's, the mind is because we're trying to avoid it or resist it. It's now becoming growing in intensity because we're trying to avoid it. It's like pushing something into the cupboard that feels like super big. But if we just say open the cupboard, we'll see that that starts to kind of shift out the cupboard and the quality of it, change and it changes and it starts to seep into different places. And that intensity actually often softens slightly when we allow ourselves to feel it. I don't know if I've got anything else left to say. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess it's been a roundabout chat of, um, yeah, just tuning in. And if you have any hesitation of going to get a pap smear, just circling back to this idea of checking in with your body and maybe just do it, even though it feels uncomfortable and it's maybe a little bit scary or daunting, but just go and do it so that you can give yourself some empowerment some knowledge some wisdom about what's going on in your body and then you can take appropriate steps whatever they may be for you um yeah i want also wanted to mention that um something that was shared to me on this whole piece on um cervical and um, dysplasia is that folic acid and folate is or low levels of folate and, and folic acid is often linked to cervical dysplasia so that is something that you can supplement with which is what i've been doing over the past week is just having that adding that into my diet um so that i can start to heal this in a little bit more of a balanced way 
Yeah, and we did an episode a while ago, a few episodes ago, maybe four or five episodes ago, I can't remember exactly. It was when we talked about pain and we talked about the importance of like gathering data on yourself and you can use some basic doctor's laboratory testing to give a little bit more insight. And specifically, we use folate in the body to create our red blood cells. So if you are able to get some testing from your doctor or use a private testing panel like MediChex, which is what I've, I've actually, I'm going, I bought a test kit on the Black Friday sale and I'm going to go get my bloods um, taken next week for it to just check how I'm doing with these things. But you're looking at your red blood cells, your hemoglobin levels, your hematocrit levels. There's a few markers, MCV, MCHC. These different markers will give an indication of the quality of your red blood cells. And then that can be an indicator of if your body needs a little bit more B12 or folate. So that can be a nice way to check in. It's also important to understand that there's a difference between folic acid and folate. And folic acid is typically the synthetic form of folate, but it's actually not as easily used in your body. And there is some evidence to suggest as well that if you're taking high levels of folic acid and it's not actually being used and metabolized properly, that the buildup of that can actually be increased cancer risk in itself. There is a, yeah, exactly. It's important people know this because I I see this so much with my clients as I'll say, um, I'll recommend a B complex. And obviously they're very specific brands. Um, not that I'm affiliated with any one brand, but there's um, very specific brands that I know, like and trust based on the quality and the fact that they would contain perhaps folate versus folic acid, but you pay more for quality, right? So very often I'll say to clients, this is the B complex I'd recommend, but they don't want to spend the extra 10 pounds or whatever it is. So they'll go to, you know, maybe like a high street supplement store that get a cheaper brand, but typically in these cheaper brands, we're seeing that it's folic acid, not folate. So if you are taking folate, maybe if you're pregnant or looking to fall pregnant, because it's very commonly recommended in pregnancy, or if you're just taking a B-complex for any other health things that may be going on for you, you do just really want to pick up your supplement parts, turn it over, read the ingredients and check that it's a folate versus a folic acid form. And then we can also get the, you know, we can get folate from the diet. So Romaine lettuce is like the best source. I, I've been I've been doing these like I've been doing these like beef tacos without the taco shell, but it's like romaine lettuce leaves. I eat like a whole romaine lettuce a day at the moment. So bonus points for me on the folate. <laughs> I get some folate, some romaine lettuce in my life. Yeah, but um, spinach is another one. Asparagus, turnip, mustard greens, parsley, collard greens, broccoli, cauliflower beetroots and lentils, all good sources as well as livers. Um, And livers are just a really great source of iron and vitamin A, which is great for um, red blood cells as well. And vitamin A is really great for the immune system. So um, folate, not folic acid. They, because they're they're food sources, they're going to contain the natural form, which is folate. So it's folic acid, which is the synthetic form. So yeah, these are all things to think about, like maybe adding into your diet. And it's actually, if you're doing a green smoothie or something, you can add in romaine lettuce to your smoothie. You can add in spinach to your smoothie. You can add in things like 
parsley to your smoothie. You can add beetroot into a smoothie. Broccoli sprouts, so another nice thing you can do to like sprinkle on your salad. Really great for hormonal balance. And yeah, could go on and on about the stuff, but food is powerful stuff. It's yeah, information exactly. Exactly. and it's communicating with your body. Mm-hmm. And then do you have a specific brand that you can recommend for the B12? Um, so the, it is a general kind of B complex. And the one that I typically recommend in practice is with Nutri Advanced is the brand. There's also a company, which is an American company, which is called Seeking Health. Their products are only available, as far as I'm aware, online through Amrita Nutrition. So I can put the I can put the link in the show notes for that. It's typically where I'll send my clients to buy their products. But they do a B complex, which has also got good levels of that folate um, of folate in it. With specific clients, when we've done their blood testing and maybe their red blood cells aren't looking optimal. Sorry, there's the cat scurrying around in the background again. Then I might actually recommend a folate specific lozenge so it's a supplement which is specifically for folate levels and it's a lozenge which means that you suck it and that can also help in terms of the absorption because we have to think about digestion and absorption gut health um jenna's running in january gut reset yeah so you can join the gut reset so that you can absorb your folates (laughs) um but lozenge is really good for b12 and folates and they do one the seeking health on amrita nutrition they do one which is a thousand micrograms and that's round about the levels you've been wanting to take if you're pregnant okay Perfect. Interesting information for you. Yeah, I can put all the links into the show notes, but also please understand that this is not medical advice that I'm giving. You do want to consult your healthcare practitioner, whoever he or she may be, before taking any supplements, specifically if there is a medical condition which is of concern. Perfect. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and we would love it if um, you could leave us a review or share it with your friends and we will see you again next week. We'll see you again soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Kombucha and Color. If you have enjoyed or been inspired by our conversations today, please leave a five-star review on Stitcher or iTunes. Don't forget to share with friends and family. This will help other women find inspiration to live life bright. We'd love to connect with you on social media. Come find me, Shay, by searching Shay Dyer Yoga on Facebook or Instagram. You can find me, Anna, by searching Anna Marsh on Facebook or Instagram. And remember, you can always refer to the links in the show notes. See you next week. Hi, it's Shay here. Take a moment right now to reflect on how you measure a successful day for yourself. For a long time, I measured the success of my day based on the number of Instagram likes or followers I gained, the money I made, or the amount of love or praise I received. Whilst these are wonderful things to desire, using them as a metric of success left me feeling really depleted. It was only after some honest soul searching that I've truly shifted my metrics so that now I define my success on whether I'm able to answer yes to the following three questions. Have I moved my body today? Have I breathed or sat in stillness today? Have I created something today? Move, breathe, create. When I focus on these as measures of a successful day, I am able to really slow down, get out of the busyness of my head, back into my body, and manifest things from a really authentic place. What's even crazier is that when I focus on these three things, 
All the other shiny pennies, the money, the praise, the followers, the likes, they all flow into my life with such ease as a result of me being in an energized, calm, creative, and aligned state. It's completely changed my outlook on life, and it's made me a much happier person. I really want to share all my tools with you so that you too can manifest the things you want in your life from this energized, calm, creative, and aligned state, and feel really happy whilst doing it. Come and join me at movebreathecreate.com, where you will find ways to energize your body and calm your mind, along with creative tutorials and techniques to get you into that creative, manifesting state. Most Yoga Studio monthly memberships cost upwards of £100 a month, and you can join me over at movebreathecreate.com, where you can find not only yoga practices and tutorials, but also workbook downloads, community, meditations, soul work, journal ideas, creative prompts, and inspiration, all for less than £10 a month. It's like your own personal yoga retreat space. Come connect back to your body, mind, and soul with me at movebreathecreate.com. I look forward to seeing you inside of the community.